Kale & Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. It is indeed Kale & Company. As we continue, final hour here on this Thursday, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Of course, you can stream us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. Been a very good show, and it's about to get even better because, well, I mean, how could it not? When you welcome in the 45th and hopefully 47th president of the United States, you're always going to see a little uptick in energy. The great Donald J. Trump is joining us once again here in Philadelphia on Kale and Company. Mr. President, good morning. How was your Thanksgiving, sir? Well, I had a a fantastic Thanksgiving, and I hear what you say. You know, when you welcome in the 45th and 47th president, you know, you get an uptick in energy. You also get an uptick in ratings. You understand that? (laughs) Uh, That's why the fake news can't stop talking about me, because they do that, and the ratings go up like a rocket ship. It's incredible. Uh, But I had a fantastic Thanksgiving, and I think I might have ate more turkey than Chris Christie. Hard to believe. (laughs) That that man eats. Let me just tell you. And he was talking about gaining momentum. I think the only thing he's gaining is inches on his waistline. I can tell you that. He's gaining weight. He's a big boy. Let me just say that. He's a big guy. But uh, it was a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope yours was Tremendous as well, and uh, and I'm happy to be here. Ours was fantastic, and of course, right out of the holiday, of course, they get right back to it. The machine loves to go on the attack, and they went after your wife, Melania, who is being ripped for not wearing the traditional black outfit and attire at Ms. Carter's funeral. We saw Hillary and Michelle and Dr. Jill and Laura. They all had the black on. Didn't look nearly as good as Melania in the dark charcoal gray, but I feel like your better half was unfairly targeted yet again. Well, I have to say this, you know, they can't go after her. They go after me for my looks, you know. They say he's orange. They say all these terrible things. Uh, but and they call me the Cheeto Torpedo. It's incredible. <laughs> but uh, because I was actually a fantastic swimmer, not a lot of people know that. But I was able to swim incredibly fast. I just decided not to pursue that. Uh, but you can't go after Melania's looks. You know, you can't do that because she's beautiful. She's a beautiful person. And they know that. So they have to go after what she was wearing. And I can tell you this. Uh, she looked tremendous. And... You know, they have, it was a gray dress. It wasn't a black dress because we're not allowed to do with the black dresses because then they say that's racist and cultural appropriation. So we can't do that. But she was wearing and she was very respectful. And I also have to say this, not the first time Hillary's been to a funeral and not the first time she's probably, and not in this case, but uh, she's been the reason for many things. So what are you saying? Not for this one. Well, I'm saying, you know, she's... She's a terrible person, that's what I'm saying. We don't want to say too much because we don't want to be the next one, if you know what I mean. Exactly right. Uh, Donald Trump joining us here on Kale and Company. You know, tonight, Mr. President, on Fox News at 9 o'clock with Sean Hannity, we are going to have the what they are calling is the great red state versus blue state debate. Gavin Newsom of California, Ron DeSantis of Florida. Will you be watching and taking in the festivities tonight from Mar-a-Lago? Well, I'm going to have to pay a little bit of attention, but not a lot of attention. You know, you have a governor of California. They call him Governor Hairdo, but his hair actually isn't very good. You know, it's uh, I have the greatest and nobody knows about hair like I do. (laughs) And then I'm going to be watching incredibly closely because you have to look 
very far down to see, I call him Munchkin Land. You know, he represents the lollipop guild, little Ron de Sanctimonious. He wears the three inch <laughs> heels. And he's a tiny guy. He's a little guy. He's a, a, a an interesting person. You know, I can tell you that, but uh, we'll be watching. It's probably not going to be very good because I'm not going to be there. You know, you're going to see <laughs> Governor Hairdo. You're going to see De Sanctus. They're going to be talking to each other and they're going to be talking about all sorts of things that only I can do incredibly well. But uh, I don't anticipate it being very entertaining. You know, you're dealing with two low energy people. You had Governor Hairdo running over a little boy in China. You saw that at the basketball? <laughs> we did, we did. And, you know, you see, it's a terrible thing. He ran him over. I got along very well with China. Never would have happened if I were your president. And then you have De Sanctis, who is not ready. And we'll see if he's wearing his boots tonight. I think he'll be wearing his boots tonight. <laughs> I think that is a safe bet for sure, Mr. <laughs> president. Another safe bet is that Hunter Biden is going to be claiming that he is the victim. We now know that Hunter Biden will testify, and we look forward to that. I'm sure you do as well, because we know the whole Hunter Biden laptop story that was suppressed, uh, that the New York Post had back in the 2020 election, could have very well have changed the results of the election. And now, he gets his moment before the courts and he'll be under oath. Can you believe that he's playing the victim card here? And how do you think this will play out? Well, I can tell you this, you know, unfortunately, drugs are a terrible thing. And most times when you are uh, somebody who uses the drugs like Hunter, you know, he said he went after Parmesan cheese. The only person who ate more cheese than Hunter Biden was probably Stacey Abrams. Just look at her. Okay? <laughs> Just look at her. And I can tell you this. Uh, Hunter, he's playing the victim. A lot of people who are dealing with drugs like to do that. So it's uh, not an uncommon thing. And we hope it gets better. We hope that anybody who's struggling gets better. But I don't think this is going to go very well for Hunter, you know, and anybody whose last name is Biden. Usually they're stupid people. And so you <laughs> go in front of Congress and you say stupid things, you know, bad things might happen to you. But we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see. You know, I'm just excited to see Hunter. We've been asking where he is for such a long time, and now we're going to see him. So we'll see how it plays out, but uh, he's no victim. He's hurt our country. He's hurt our people, and uh, he's hurt himself, and hopefully he can get over that. Mr. President, I saw, and we played this on our show yesterday, an unbelievable clip from Lawrence Jones of Fox News. He was interviewing one of the leaders of a BLM chapter who is now supporting you and will vote for you. Your poll numbers have gone up from 8% to 22% support with the black voter. How great is this? And how worried should the left be that a demographic of people that they thought they had in the bag are now starting to see the light and they're going to be voting Trump? Well, nobody loves black people like I love black people, okay? And, and they call them people of color. That's a terrible thing. I do very well with black people. I do very well with all people. But I do very well with the blacks. They're great people. And uh, you see this guy. His name is Mark Fisher. He's a tremendous person. And he said that he's endorsing me, which is a beautiful thing to do. You saw Waka Flaka Flame. You know that? I call him Maga. Maga Flaka. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, he endorsed me. Uh, you see, Snoop Dogg is no longer smoking weed, so he'll probably be endorsing me soon, too. You, <laughs> yeah. know, you can think about it. Yeah. But the D-O-double-G, can I tell you that? How <laughs> beautiful would that be? <laughs> but uh, I do very well with black people, and they're realizing that. You know what it was? Mm. It was the Mona Lisa mugshots that I took in Georgia. They said, sure. oh, my goodness, he's one of us. 
you had the there was a movement did you hear it was called hood for trump yep the hood they were repping my swag they call it swag in the hood <laughs> you know they were maga hats all over the place and so we were saying wow we're very popular with black people and you have crooked joe who said he's going to put them in chains it's no uh, it is no surprise when you have a guy walking around talking about corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not going to gain much street cred doing that. So uh, we are not surprised. We're very excited about it. We welcome anybody to the club. You know, you have people saying he's trying to get the endorsements of Black Lives Matter. We're trying to it's called expand the party and we're expanding it like nobody's ever expanded the party before. We're expanding it quicker than Chris Christie's waistline. We talked about it. We'll say it again. He's getting fat. He's a huge guy. Huge. And we're doing a tremendous job. We're doing a tremendous job. You know, on, on another front, it's that time of the year again. It's that election cycle thing that starts to pop up yet again. Here we are. We're on the verge of 2024. And now we have this concern of another virus from China, this mysterious respiratory infection that is going around. China has downplayed it. The WHO has downplayed it. Yet here we are again with another virus that nobody can really seem to figure out. And I don't think we should take China's word at all. And I certainly don't trust the WHO. Uh, your concern of more deja vu, Mr. Trump, 2020 to 2024 now. Well, it's another China virus. You know, the first one was a China virus, too. It came from China. And uh, and nobody wanted to admit that. But I called it the Kung flu. It was a tremendous thing. I called it the Wu flu. I called it the China virus. OK, it was the because it came from China. They said that's racist. I said it's not racist. You, is, is it calling roast pork lo mein? You understand we call that Chinese food. We call that chi wonton soup. Nobody knows wontons like I do. Uh, you know, dumplings, which is also one of my nicknames for the incredible. But that is all Chinese food because it comes from China. This virus comes from China. It's mystery. They call it mystery pneumonia, like it's the mystery flavor in the bag of Tootsie Rolls. Could you believe that? But they call it mystery pneumonia. And speaking of Tootsie Rolls, you know, Crooked Joe's never going to the Vatican again because he left them a trick-or-treat. We call it a trick-or-treat. But... Uh, you look at this virus. I call it the election infection. That's what it is, because there's an election coming and they have to go to the phony mail again. Phony mail and ballots. We can't let it happen. And I got along so well with China, with Winnie the Pooh. I call him Winnie the Pooh, Xi Jinping. And I got along very well with him. Uh, never would have happened if I was your president. And we will fix it when we are your president again. One could only hope. And speaking of fixing things, you might need to fix the National White House Christmas tree because in a very symbolic gesture, something that really encapsulates the Biden administration in a nutshell, as that tree topples over in the wind this past weekend, a lot of people talking about that, comparing it to the time when Fetterman was at the podium to speak and all the American flags blew over with the wind. Your thoughts on just this bumbling administration and how symbolic this actually really is? Well, the Christmas tree fell over. And if you remember when I was your president, we said Merry Christmas again. They stopped saying that. They said Happy Holidays. They said all these other things. Uh, but we're doing Merry Christmas again. And when I'm your president, the tree's not going to fall. But the tree fell uh, because, you know, look at your president. He goes up the stairs, he falls. He goes across the stage, he falls. He rides a bike, he falls. He does everything. You know, they... 
Call him Brandon Falls. There's a spot in Delaware, Brandon Falls, where he fell off the bike. You can't make this stuff up. And so the tree fell. And they say, if a tree falls in a forest, doesn't make a sound. That tree made a beautiful sound. It fell. And I can tell you this. It never would have happened if I was your president. They said it fell because of high winds. You understand that, high winds? It means Eric Swalwell must have been there because you saw him rip one on live television. He ripped one. Yes. The whole world heard it. It was the fart heard around the world. And I call him I call him his flatulence. I call him his flatulence because he's a he's full of gas. It's either Swalwell came around or Rosie O'Donnell walked down the street, took a bad step and it caused they call it seismic activity. He knocked the tree over. Uh, but it's terrible to see that happen, and it never would have happened if I were your president. You're exactly right. That is Sean Farash. He is joining us here this morning, as he does usually once or twice a month on Kale and Company. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean Farash, S-H-A-W-N underscore F-A-R-A-S-H, and you can watch him. He is the host of Ungoverned on LFA TV. Uh, Sean, on a serious note, um, your thoughts tonight with the way this um, you know j- junior varsity, so to speak, <laughs> debate will play out. What do you think the motives and the agendas are of the two? Two combatants tonight. I mean, I think Newsom is obviously running a 2024 campaign. His uh, his sights are set on now. DeSantis is living in a fan. Excuse me, living in the fantasy world. Um, and I believe you know I, he 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 may think he's got a shot. And Kim Reynolds and him have been holding hands lately, and that's nice in Iowa. He, he in all actuality doesn't have a shot. And my problems are less with DeSantis himself. I think he's a great governor. Um, you know, and I and I have problems with folks on my side of the aisle of this primary who are he's not a good go- he's a good governor. I mean, I don't think we should take much away from him. Did is he perfect? No, um, but I do think he did a fantastic job in Florida. My wife's from Florida. I you know I was visiting there a lot in uh, 2022. It was a great way to escape from New York. Um, and uh, sorry, visiting there a lot in 2022. Yes, uh, it was a great way to escape from from New York and Andrew Cuomo and Kathy Hochul, et cetera. Um, but I, you know, there are people surrounding DeSantis that have just become uh, intolerable, and mm-hmm. it's them who are really, I believe, in a fantasy world. You know, they think that that oh, DeSantis is taking on one of the most popular governors in the Democrat Party in the United States. It's not going to matter in twenty eight. You know, it's like if you put Vivek Ramaswamy, you know, on the stage in front of Gavin Newsom, he's not going to be president or the nominee either. So, um, you know, it's like you said, it's the junior varsity. But I think Newsom is using DeSantis. To add to his resume here, oh, I debated with a guy who might be presidential candidate, you know, because Newsom is running this shadow campaign for 2024. And, um, and, and I, you know, we saw them use the same play in New York. The Democrats took out Andrew Cuomo. They put in cat, well, they, they had Kathy Hochul on the bench. You know, they treated her as if it was the honeymoon phase. Oh, she's going to be different than Cuomo. They're going to do the same thing, I think, with Biden and swap them out for Newsom. Wow. You know, you mentioned the same playbook, and we talked about it when you were doing your impression with Trump with the, the China virus. Here also in the first hour of the show this morning, we talked about some of the censorship that Republicans are facing from big tech yet again. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has been censored more than anybody by big tech, followed by RFK Jr., Nikki Haley, for some reason, Larry Elder's in there as well, and then Donald Trump was the fifth most censored Republican. Um, it seems like when you start thinking about what we lived and went through in 2020, it seems like nothing has really changed four years later, especially on the government and big tech collusion front. 
Well, the only thing that has changed, and I'll tell you, there's a little bit of silver lining here. Yes, the censorship on big tech is atrocious. It's egregious. It should stop. Um, and the only way to make it stop is if, if folks like us create a viable alternative to big tech. I don't want government coming in and, you know, telling Facebook what they can and can't do. It's not their role. Very libertarian in that aspect. But, um, you know, you look at, you look at what we have differently in, in 2023 versus 2020. We've got, Rumble, which is an absolutely burgeoning platform. And you've got Truth Social, which is, you know, I mean, you could say what you want about it. Is it an echo chamber? Is it mostly dominated by one point of view? Yes. But does it give you a place to express yourself that we didn't have in 2020? Absolutely. It's far more reliable than Parler. I used to use that app. I loved it. I was grateful for it, but it got shut down. We have Getter, which is a, a lesser used app. And we have Twitter kind of coming back or X coming back towards the the land of sanity. I mean, even though Yaccarino, I don't really agree with a lot of what she says. You know, I, you just saw Elon Musk tell one of his biggest advertisers to go F himself yesterday, <laughs> yeah. which was just tremendous. Um, you know, that's the difference between now and 2020. The silver lining is that if you are getting knocked down on one platform, there are other places for you to go. People can follow you there, grab your content and share it back to where you've been banished from, right? Um, and And I think that's really... Uh, a good silver lining. Is the censorship horrible? It is. Is it time for us to leave um, or stop participating as much on some of those platforms? I think to an extent it is. Uh, my my biggest philosophy was, you know, I, I started getting popular and gaining momentum and, and gaining some, you know, followers by going viral on TikTok. And yes, it's a China app, but I used the VPN and I, I you know, I shot at the enemy for like, lack of a better term, politically, ideologically from their territory, from behind their lines. And mm-hmm. we're never going to make inroads with people if we continue to just chat on our own platforms. Right. So yep. um, I think that's the reason why Vivek has been so censored, because he's going into these areas and is presenting a huge threat to the left um, because he's younger, uh, because he's not a white guy. Let's be honest. And mm-hmm. because, you know, he he speaks just very bluntly. Um, and we can debate on whether or not we should trust him. And we could debate over the next four years, because like I said before, he's not going to be the president. But you're you're going to be more censored if you continue to take that aggressive approach with the left, because they could they see you as a threat. Yep. Sean, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate the time. Hilarious stuff as Woo. always, and great insight as well. Thank you so much as always, buddy. Thank you. You got it. Sean Farage joining us here. Love him. So He's good. So funny. <laughs> the best when he when he takes the swipes at rosie o'donnell and chris oh. christie i just stop almost want to pee my pants <laughs> all right uh 9 20 on this thursday morning let's get to our morning mystery movie clip and now the morning mystery movie clip on kaylin company talk radio 1210 wpht in case you hadn't noticed i'm a dwarf so unless you got a forklift handy, maybe you should lend a hand, hmm? That figures. You want all kind of set aside, special treatment because you're handicapped. You all the same. Special treatment? I'm three foot <laughs> tall, you ass. It's a matter of <laughs> physics. Draw me a sketch of how I get him to the car, huh? Bitch. Catch it up, you <laughs> moron. <laughs> what you call me, Zaha? Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Once again today, a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco and the It Ain't Right Tour 2024 at the Wells Fargo Center next September, September 27th, 2024. If you can identify that movie clip and be caller 12 at 
839-1210. We'll see if we get our winner when we come back. And also, one man endured one of the most disgusting and I would presume painful experiences of all time. And it happened on his big toe. Oh, no. Ew. Uh, Get to YouTube. Oh, come on. We're not going to show it, are we? We're going to wrap it up strong on the other side. It's Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You've heard me talk about my gratitude to my friends from Piazza Honda and Piazza Auto Group. You know, recently we got my son Michael, that gorgeous new Honda Civic, from my friends at Piazza Honda. The knowledgeable sales team just showed us all the features. They were great. And took it, of course, for the road test, for the test drive. We were just so impressed, start to finish. We left the dealership with the specific model, the color, everything Michael could have wanted, and more. And the experience, I can't say enough. It was seamless from start to finish. If you're considering a new or maybe a pre-owned Honda, just visit Piazza Honda in Philadelphia, Springfield, Langhorn, Pottstown, or Reading. That's what I say, the power of Piazza. You can always shop online, piazzahonda.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, piazzahonda.com. Make sure you tell them Dolan sent you. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. You might be asking why. Well, this, this is... This is I know a lot of people are going to say this is blasphemy, but this is the greatest Christmas song that was ever written. You think so? I do. Uh-huh. Uh, Fairytale in New York by the Pogues. Uh, the lead singer of the Pogues, Shane McGowan, has died at the age of 65. No. Yeah. That's too young. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he didn't take... His, he's had years and years of drinking problems and everything. Right. But I just I absolutely love the song. 65 years old. Yep. 65 right. years young. Mm. All right. Another good one lost too soon. I might, I might quit drinking. You won't. <laughs> no, I won't. That's pretty good. You never heard this? I might have. It's not resonating in my wheelhouse, but... Nice. Clean up New York City. Something Eric Adams can't do. There you go. Yeah. All right. Cut sheet part due on the way. Uh, also... Probably the grossest story of the week, but I figured we would end with something that's not uh, super, super heavy. Although, try telling it to this British man, and he'll probably be like, you know what? This isn't anything to laugh about. We'll tell you and get to YouTube, because you're going to want to see this picture as well. But we have Carol in Philadelphia who is with us, and I believe she has identified the Morning Mystery movie clip. Carol, good morning. How are you? Uh, Good morning. Good. How are Uh, you guys? We are doing excellent, Carol. And what movie did we just play for you about five minutes ago? Bad Santa. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. And you got yourself a pair of tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco in the It Ain't Right Tour 2024. So circle that calendar, Carol. September 27th, 2024. Uh, you are busy that day. Yeah, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas yeah. to you as well. There she is, Carol in Philadelphia, our winner. Uh, what? One more pair tomorrow, I believe, correct? It's tomorrow Friday, yes, yes. Then one more pair tomorrow, and then they officially go on sale. Um, 10 a.m. tomorrow, Yeah, I think. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yep. So, Wells uh, Fargo yes. Center. We will have the last pair of tickets that you can buy or that you can win before you buy at uh, 9.20 tomorrow morning. That is correct. All right, uh, so we'll wrap it up today with this story before we get to part two of the cut sheet. Um, I, I was blown away when I saw this headline from the New York Post. So a wolf 
spider. Oh, no. I don't know what a wolf spider is, but a wolf spider lays eggs inside of a man's toe. Oh. And it gets worse. The baby eggs hatch inside of the man's toe and oh. eat their way out. What is wrong? Why are we, why are we doing this story? Did Just I very see gross. It? I think this was in your uh, in your email from Sunday night. Okay. I think we uh, put it on the back burner for a couple of days. And if you're looking on YouTube right now, you will see the picture of the man's toe. I'm just playing radio here. Which is... Uh, oh, my God. Oh. I mean, it looks like a man with the, like a, maybe a diabetic toe or kind of like gangrene or something like that or just some really bad fungus. Um, and it, it, it's, it's pretty graphic. So if you're not there and you don't want to go there, I understand. But if you're oh. there, chat amongst yourselves. Yeah. Um, I should have probably trimmed his toenails a little bit, <laughs> a little too long for my liking. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a nut job when it comes to trimming my uh, fingers and my toes. I do them like, like every two days. I don't like when they get too long. What? Yeah. You don't trim your toes or fingers that often? Or do you bite your nails off? I'd bite my nails. I, yeah, I figured you either. were a biter. Bad for your teeth, man. Bad for your teeth. Beautiful teeth. Kidding? You're a biter. Stalkers are biter. Marv Albert. Oh, Marv. Remember Marv Albert? (laughs) Good old Marv. Another biter. Uh, So Colin Blake and his wife were celebrating their 35th wedding anniversary on a cruise to France when he woke up to find one of his big toes had turned purple. That, according to the BBC on Monday, he visited the doctor on board and found that he had been attacked by a venomous eight-legged hunter, not a Hunter Biden, during an outdoor mm-hmm. meal in um, in one of these locations that they were going to. Ugh. And he had been totally unaware that he was bitten because the spider numbs its prey before laying eggs. He said, my wife thought it may be, might be because I had new sandals and they were rubbing on my big toe and it was causing it to get red. Doctors cut his toe open freeing a milk-like pus that contained the spider eggs. People are eating breakfast, dude. That's You should eat at 6 o'clock. That's when we get up. We start at 6 a.m., not 9.32. Uh, But they cut his toe open, and the, the spider eggs were in there. But four weeks later, Mr. Blake discovered that he still had a foreign body in his foot because one of the spider eggs hadn't been flushed and must have hatched. They believe the spider was making its way out Eating its way out of my toe. This is like a horror movie. This is awful. Ah. Like I don't even laugh at this guy. Like this is something where, as somebody that likes to wear sandals, uh, seven and a half, eight yeah. months a year, I might have to start rethinking that. <sighs> and I'm also never going on a cruise because um, I hate cruises. I find no um, no benefit to them. And I'm not going to France. And if my toe gets purple, you can. I'm telling you, I've got no tolerance for this. If I ever feel slightly off, I go to the doctor. I'm one of those people. Uh, this guy, how he lasted that long, I have no idea. Uh, but there's his toe, just totally disheveled. 91 LS Extra says, I'd rather take a bath with meatball than take another look at that. <laughs> that should be the poll question. Would you rather have eggs uh, hatched inside your toe oh. or swim in the tub with meatball? Oh, man. You make the call. That poll is, question. That is nasty. And, and what kind of spiders are these? Wolf spider. They numb their prey before they lay their eggs in them. Dawn, uh, Dawn, what do you know about the wolf spider? I have those in my basement. They're not going to... Don't, don't squish them like a bug. No. You have them in your basement? Yeah. The they, kind they're of not aggressive. No, they're. I see them certain times of the year. They're not aggressive mm-hmm. at all. Mm. And so, I don't know. I, I guess there are certain European 
spiders. Yeah. But I don't know. This seems. Yeah. Do we have a doctor confirmed? This, yeah, this is a real story. This is a real story. New really? York Post. Yeah, this is not coming from the Babylon Bee or the Onion. This is from uh, the New York Post. Well, you have Dr. Maz coming up at 10 to 5. Yeah, see if he can provide a diagnosis. No, not that Dr. Maz. I do have a doctor coming up, but it's not our oh. Anthony Mezzarelli. Oh. It's Dr. Marion. Okay. <laughs> Maz, that's so funny. 10 to 5. But I don't know. The wolf spider, I didn't think that they were... I mean, all spiders have the venom, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that they were... They What do they call that? The nar, you know, uh, the kind that eats away the skin, flesh-eating kind? Mm-hmm. I didn't think that they actually were the ones that carried that. Well, I guess it's the uh, the baby egg trying to... Once it hatches, oh, you're trying to God, get out, right? God. Wow. I've, go. I've heard about eggs, uh, like spiders getting in people's ears, ears. Mm-hmm. and then and then like... Well, they say you consume in your sleep. You don't even know it. You eat over 100 bugs a year mm. while you're asleep. A little protein. Yeah, yeah. a little protein while not, you're snoozing. Nothing oh, wrong it's with a, that. it's a Peruvian wolf spider. Yeah. What the hell is that? It's from Peru. <laughs> it's funny because it's bigger than your normal spider. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Peru. <laughs> Stalker. Sorry. <laughs> one, more, one more time for the people on YouTube, Oof. guys. Yeah. Can you put it up? There we go. Yeah, oh, a, man. Look at that. Yeah. It makes Why me is it cringe. Yellow? It's yellow and yeah. I wonder if it hurts. It looks like it hurts. Yeah, it? of course it hurts. <laughs> it looks no, it really painful. Good. So this thing was trying to eat and like chew mm. and gnaw. Mm. Yeah, its way out. Yeah, baby. Oh, there you go. So I figured we'd wrap up with that. I Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. No, it was either oh. that or uh, talk about how you need an extra eleven thousand dollars a year to live in Joe Biden's world. We'll get to that story tomorrow. <laughs> All right, 9.35, right on time. Let's get to What's on the Cut Sheet, part two. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do. What's on the Cut Sheet, part new, sponsored by ECI Comfort. Is the cold weather getting you down? Yes. Stay warm with ECI Comfort. Your go-to HVAC experts. Upgrade to the reliability of train heating systems, keeping you cozy when it matters most. Call ECI Comfort for their comfort needs. For your comfort needs, or or visit them online at ecicomfort.com. That's ecicomfort.com. Thank you, ecicomfort.com, for sponsoring What's on the Cut Sheet Part Do. The fear porn media is back in full effect. I would just like you guys to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Fox tw- this, I took this report from Fox 26 in Houston, Texas. You know that guy, Dr. Peter Hotez? Yeah. Baylor, I believe. Yeah, he's the one who who had the war with Elon. Or was it Elon Musk or was it Joe Rogan? I don't it was know. Joe. Uh, it was Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yes. He is warning people uh, that um, there's going to be this disease X coming, and it will and it will be worse than COVID. Disease X. So everybody needs to hide in your in your well. It's called disease X because it's you know it's not named yet. Right. But there's going to be another disease in the pipeline. Mm. Maybe from China. Mm. Maybe it's being manufactured now. Right. Um, that is going to be worse than COVID. So everybody stay in your house this Christmas season. This is cut six guys go. Well, could the next pandemic make the height of the COVID-19 outbreak look mild? That's what some experts are predicting for what's being called disease X. I got to ask you a question. Yeah, how do they know this already? Let disease me, X. Let me ask you a question, Don Stanslin, since you're the only one that has done this type of of, of reporting is there some is there a producer is there somebody telling you what can we do to scare the living you know what out of people like why is everything always a, is a, the the next disease coming tune in at 10 a.m mm-hmm. or 10 p.m well yeah because you want 
to get people to watch. But you know, if it's the old, if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so scary stuff. Yeah, this is basically their version of clickbait. <sighs> I don't like it. I don't either. All right, let's start this over, guys. I don't like Hotez. Cut six again. Uh, Start it over. Go. Well, could the next pandemic make the height of the COVID-19 outbreak look mild? That's what some experts are predicting for what's being called disease X. So I am very worried that we we just don't. Uh, we, as a nation, we haven't made... By the way, let me just stop it again. He's so worried. Yeah. He couldn't even go to the studio. He's going to no. drive. He's going to drive and tell us yes. all he's, about this. He's joined uh, Fox 26 via <laughs> FaceTime. <laughs> it shows you where they rank, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right, we continue. Go. Made that commitment to really fully protect the American people. We caught up with internationally recognized Dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at Baylor and co-director of the Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development, Dr. Peter Hotez, who's traveling to get his take on the topic. We have a likelihood that new pandemic threats that people call the disease X are going to be rising on a regular basis. And Dr. Hotez says disease X, the next pandemic, could hit hard whenever it arrives. Why do you think some experts are predicting the next pandemic will make COVID-19 look like a walk in the park? I've written about this as well. I wrote for the Houston Chronicle a couple of months back that COVID-19 is just the warm-up act. Um, the next pandemic may not be as severe, but it could be much more severe. After years of pandemics <laughs> so which one is up, it, Doc? including it SARS kill and us. H1N1 early in the 2000s. Ebola in 2014, and Zika in 2016, and now we've got COVID-19. Dr. Hotez says that's why the U.S. Office of Pandemic Preparedness was created, but he believes more should be done. Having the funds available to make countermeasures for new diagnostics, new vaccines... And at the same time, um, being able to um, support uh, the, vi- the virologists, the scientists who actually study these pathogens. Why are we seeing so many pandemics? It's one of the most common questions I've asked is it's a confluence of 21st century forces. Um, a big one is climate change, oh. which is altering the migration of uh, animals that can transmit these uh, viral pathogens also we're making these in labs so no one knows when disease <laughs> x the next pandemic will hit but scientists say it is coming mm, oh my god coming. well it that's is it, coming fear porn get ready and, to go back to virtual and remote and by the way they named it x <laughs> who named it x after, like twitter yeah right? after elon musk yeah. can elon sue for a uh, copyright infringement <laughs> here oh my god yeah Dr. Peter Hotez. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not so scared about disease X. I'm more scared about Peter Hotez. Hey, look at that guy. He's one of the most creepy looking guys. When you think about mad scientists just spending <laughs> way too much time in a lab with beakers yeah. and Bunsen burners, like that's the guy I think of right there. By the, the new Fauci. Yeah. By the way, what is his job? His job is to develop new vaccines. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's like, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. it's going to come. It, it means more more for me. All right. We didn't make enough money off the uh, the latest Moderna booster that only 4% of Americans have gotten. Yeah. Time to unleash another uh, deadly pandemic. Yeah, and this and this follows all the stories that we've been talking about this week about the mysterious respiratory issue in, in China going on right now. <laughs> Michael uh, Salami on uh, Salami uh, on the YouTube chat says that this segment brought to you by Pfizer. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's correct. We're going to give you a Travis Kelsey spot as soon as we break. <laughs> Excuse me, is our banner banner in chief going to ban this one? Yes. Yeah, we need like a sounder banner in chief. We should ban this guy too. Uh, the 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 deputy executive director of the UN w- women. What is the UN women? Okay, Sarah Hendricks. 
She was on uh, uh, Christiana Amapora's show on CNN, and she refuses to, to condemn Hamas. What is it with these people? Conf- they just will not condemn not Hamas. Enough. It's, it's unbelievable. I've never, seen, I've never seen anything like this in my like. There's always this nuance. Yep. There's always this explanation. Well, it's this. It's mm-hmm. that. It's it's these conditions. Yep. They're taking it to the grave with them. Uh, it's really remarkable. Uh, Biana Golgra. Golgra is the host here. Cut nine, guys, go. Most priority. Is there a reason, though, Sarah, that you can't specifically call out Hamas and the mounting evidence now over seven weeks that Israeli investigators have collected that we've shown our viewers about the atrocities they committed specifically on October 7th? Because I think that's the crux of the issue here. It's not just condemning sexual violence against women and in any war in general. It's specifically what occurred on October 7th perpetrated by Hamas. Indeed. UN Women always supports impartial, independent investigations into any serious allegations of gender-based or sexual violence. And within the UN family, these investigations are led by the Office of the High Commissioner of Human Rights. And just to provide a little bit of context in terms of UN Women's role, UN Women specifically provides and has extensive knowledge on gender-based violence and provides and supports investigations as we do with all UN investigations. And so consequently, in this context and within the UN system, it is the Independent International Commission of Inquiry, which for us has the mandate to investigate all alleged violations. Wow. So you what still, did she say? She said a whole bunch of nothing without <laughs> actually... Con- I mean, the, the host basically laid out all the facts there about the mounting levels of evidence, and she gave you a word salad where she essentially just refused to answer the question and condemn what they are doing, which is remarkable. Um, but speaking of the two, with the... Um, with some of the the female progressives out there, I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. How about how they've been silent on that front and not speaking yes. out? Yeah. Um, the the girl that played Amy Farrah Fowler on um, Big Bang Theory apparently has like a talk show now, and she went off on progressive females for their silence with this. Really? Yeah, it's in the New York Post. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, very interesting. Uh, in my favorite clip of the day, and of course I'm leaving it till the end uh this is this is why i both despise the uk and love the uk uh because their um uh, their back and forths are way more entertaining than ours are Mm -hmm. this uk member of parliament jim shannon they were arguing about squirrels squirrels (laughs) and how they're nuisances they are um (laughs) he calls the gray squirrel the Hamas of the squirrel. Oh my <laughs> Stop. Cut ten guys go. Diversity. They've proven perilous for our native red squirrel population. <laughs> of course I'll give way. Of course I'll give way. Men, the for giving way the orange red squirrel group full of fantastic volunteers who work tirelessly to protect the future of the red squirrel species in my constituency of Stanford and particularly in Mount Stewart. Uh, this organisation uh, is led by the National Trust Mount uh, Stuart Ranger team. They are in constant contact with local animal owners to monitor red squirrels and eradicate any greys adventure. Indeed, the very presence of grey squirrels, grey squirrels, are the Hamas of, of, of the squirrel world. Um, does the honourable member agree that there should be greater integration between DEFRA and local red squirrel groups and devolved institutions to ensure that they have the means necessary to preserve and expand the red squirrel species throughout 
Northern Ireland. May I thank the Honourable Member from Strangford for his intervention. He is a keen advocate not only of his constituents but also the red uh, squirrel population and particularly drawing attention and thanking for those that work so hard. Okay, so the red squirrel is like Israel, and the gray squirrel is like Hamas right yes. here. So we've got radicalized uh, jihadist squirrels leading the charge. Uh, who knew? Who knew that the, the parliament spent wow. times debating on, uh, on squirrels? I, I've, I, I don't know anything about the squirrel community, but yeah. apparently there's red squirrels, there's gray squirrels. Yes. I've seen white squirrels that mm-hmm. are weird looking. Yeah. Hamas squirrels. Hamas squirrels. Right. Meaning that they just go in and just yeah. kill everything. Now, in the sake of being inclusive uh, and, and diverse, do we have black squirrels as well. I need I to know, know this. I have no idea. We got black. We have red. We have gray. We have white. I've only ever seen the gray ones. Yes. Like, are red squirrels actually red? I've never seen a red squirrel. And why are why is why is Parliament debating this? Have you ever seen a flying squirrel? <laughs> yes. Rocky, yeah, have you really? Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> well, the flying squirrel has. Like, basically, extra skin. Mm-hmm. Like, picture Chris Christie and now that he's lost weight. <laughs> oh, come on. So, they, so they, they, like, lean out their arms when they jump. They're not really flying, but they have all that extra skin. <laughs> come on, I couldn't resist. Jeez. <laughs> flying squirrels. I, I just, I just want to know how they're, why they're debating squirrels. I mean, I know. Maybe they're, you know. Maybe they waste the taxpayer dollars over there worse than we do here. I think Dawn has an answer. They are an inv- they're saying that this is an invasive species. Oh. Which bird is like this? The bluebird, right? Is the one that raids other others' nests? The blue jay. Blue jay. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. should we uh should we do something about that in the US? Yeah, yeah. Do we need to eradicate squirrels? I think we should if, shoot them all. If gray squirrels are the Hamas of the s- squirrel world, <laughs> yeah. shouldn't we get rid of them? Yeah, squirrels are a pain in the ass. Yeah, let them work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Let him duke it out. <laughs> All right, I'm done. All right, that's it for part two of the cut sheet. Coming up next, we'll wrap it up. We'll find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show today, as well as who on Twitter and YouTube. As we continue, Kale and Company, Thursday morning, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Final day of November. I don't know where it went, but it's I know. gone. I'm telling you, the fall just goes by so quick. I wish winter went by this quick. So do I. So do I. It does. Does it? No, I I mean, think about what you're going to be like January 18th. You're going to be like, oh my God, will this winter ever end? (laughs) Then you get February. And then they tease you in March. And then it just rains in April. Eh, It'll be good again in May. But anyway, the Dawn Show uh, is... In April, I'll be going to Southern Italy. Oh, that's right. Not and, to rub it in or anything. And you, you'll be taking a Comrex with you and doing the show remotely, she will not right? Be. That's right. She will not be. You'll be a part of the show from... She will not be. That'd Italy. be kind of cool. Oh. Be a good it, idea. Look at time difference, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, she's a committed soldier. <laughs> Conservativetours.com. Conservativetours.com. Yes, go, go, uh, go take a trip at Dawn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and stay while you're at it. To Southern Italy. Yes. Yeah. Southern Italy <laughs> with Dawn and Larry. I mean, can, how can you... And 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 the the illustrious children that yes. are still in car seats. <laughs> and she won't let... <laughs> what are we going to... Uh, wait in the car by themselves. The <laughs> What's the over-under on bottles of red wine consumed for that trip? I'll That's set, a great question. How many yeah. days are you going to be there? Twelve. Uh, let's go. I'll set the over-under at 14 and a half. Wow. Bottles. Are you nice. going to let your kids drink over... 
over there? They we've. I mean, they, if they want to taste something at it, they can take a sip or whatever. If they if they want, it's, yeah. it's legal though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's not the point. Of course, it I'm is. not sharing my wine. Yeah, this is like exactly. the best wine in the world, dude. Yeah. You want to see you want to see Don and Larry's kids lit up? Yeah. Go to conservativedoors.com <laughs> and join Don. You want to see Don's kids lit up? Send them over to my oh. apartment for a night. Oh no, they'll be having bourbons. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. They put uh, <laughs> they they put a poll question up on the YouTube chat. Over under bottles consumed over fourteen under fourteen. Wow, per yeah. person. I'm gonna per person over fourteen. Eighty percent right now at over fourteen. Yeah, okay, definitely. All right, bottle a day keeps the doctor away. Is that what they say? Yep. Is that what they say? Until 10.05 comes and then the doctor shows up because Dawn's got a doctor coming up in about 11 minutes. Yeah, and she and so Dr. Mary Mass, she actually, among other, she's a pediatri- local pediatrician and she specializes in the next topic, which is talking about the fact of these health insurance companies, what is going on with all of these denials, the scandals that we're hearing about, the allegations that AI is denying some 90% of claims, who's impacted. So we're going to go through all of it and She's fascinating, and she's so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. So AI, are, are artificial intelligence, are rejecting human beings on claims for insurance? That's the allegation. Yeah, that, that is This scary. is what these huge companies, and they have you know record profit. Now. Mm-hmm. It's like unbelievable. It's a sin. It's a sin. It is. By the way, uh, Phil, can you put up the red squirrel on the YouTube oh. video? I just want to see the red squirrel. Red see. squirrel. I got a text that said you had it. Oh. I see Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean Farage oh, has been called a squirrel. There's the red squirrel. Oh, <laughs> it does. It does look like a red squirrel. Oh, look at that. Really interesting. Oh, Lord. I already closed out my box. It's like an endangered. Yeah. He's, <laughs> look he's, at you. He's one foot out the door. I know, right? right? I didn't think we were going visual at nine fifty four. He's like got food in his I'm, mouth. I, I, he's I, like, I, I, I'll, I'll duck, duck, go when I get home. <laughs> oh, the red uh, squirrel is very cute. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten WPH if you want to see it, and also please hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. Only one hundred thirty six likes today. Did we not do a good job today? Yeah, we gave you we gave you a lot of entertainment today. Yeah, a lot of serious stuff in the first hour and twenty. Some entertainment, some good guests. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's wrap it up with uh, who won Twitter today. Who won Twitter? I'm going to give it to, uh, by the way, who won Twitter sponsored by Joseph Anthony Retreat Spawn Salon. I'm going to give it to Irk. <laughs> Irk is just the best. He says, uh, mm-hmm. we, we need a two-squirrel solution. <laughs> a two-squirrel system. <laughs> That's not right. That is not right. And two-squirrel solution. Who won? YouTube, I'm going to give it to Paul Swanholm, he says, the gray squirrels are always after me, Lucky Charm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I <laughs> <laughs> love me, Lucky Charms. It's always, you, who on Twitter and YouTube is always the most offensive part of this show. I know. And I have to read, read a sponsor. I know. <laughs> Joseph Anthony Retreat Spotlight. You should go to them just, just because, you know. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Greg uh, needs a spa day. Joseph Anthony Retreat Spotlight, the secret to finishing your holiday shopping with three locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City at the Lowe's Hotel. Visit in person or online at josephanthony.com, where, where gift cards are available. That's josephanthony.com, josephanthony.com. Do it now just to show them that, you know, <laughs> we're not that bad. For, yeah, exactly. We're good people. We're good people. <laughs> yes. All right, that'll do it for us. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We're Three back minutes. tomorrow morning Woo! at 6 a.m. And as Joe Biden would say when he wraps up an occasional speech from time to time. All right. God save the queen, man. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.